see. What, what's this next voicemail? As, as long as this is not some toddler on here. I feel like if you're going to get bullied, just tell the bullies that you have COVID. Damn. You know what? About that, but what I would do as a black mom, either I come up there and you point them out to me and I'll mm-hmm. handle it. And then you'll just be looked at like he actually had his mom come up here X, Y, and Z because I'm that crazy. Yeah. Or when they come to confront you, just yell really loud. I didn't tell them what y'all did in Truth or Dare when I mm-hmm. saw y'all. I didn't tell anybody and just have them look stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Hold the on. worst bullies don't like is being embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Like, but. Here's the thing, like I've you know, I've always said whenever I had kids, like if my kids got bullied, I would just fight the kid, like straight up. Like, you know, at that point, it's just gonna be me and you. And then I'm gonna have to fight your parents too, because you know, they're gonna be mad. But as a parent, if you know you are raising a bully, you should just let your kid be the adult in that situation. Like if you know your kid is beating up kids and the school is saying, Hey, your kid is bad as shit. Like, you shouldn't be mad that a parent came to the defense of their kid because you would do the same thing, right? So if, you know, little Johnny is saying, hey, like, you know, Greg came to school and beat me up. I'm like, the parents should be like, hey, man, you kind of bad as shit. So why not? Like, it's cool. Like, take your lumps. Like, take your lumps. I just think that. I just, um, asked me this too. She said, did you have a bully in school? And I was like, I mean, this was just like one big mannish size girl in like high school where like, you know, if you put money in the vending machine and your shit got stuck, she mm-hmm. would basically shake it because I couldn't shake it. And she would like try to take my stuff. And I just kept like confronting her every time she would try to take my stuff until she just got tired of it because all that it wasn't getting anywhere. But my thing is like... Bullies only bully who they think won't respond or or do anything back. Do something back a couple of times, and I promise you, they'll be on to somebody else. Yeah, like you, you know the thing. Some people say it's like, oh, if they bully you, they must like you. Like if if that's the case, you got to use that shit to your advantage. Like if you know that person is bullying you because you they like you or some shit like that, you have to do shit intentional. Like. Just walk up to him and like have a boyfriend or girlfriend, something like that. And then just like walk up to him and just say, yeah, I know you want this. Like just go and like fuck with them mentally. Or if they are that bully and they can't read good, like in the middle of the class, right? Say if the teacher says, hey, Johnny, read, you know, this. And they read that passage and they can't get through it. Oh, you got to act like a complete asshole. You got to say some shit that will literally fuck with them. And like in the middle of them reading and they're stuttering, just like you dumb motherfucker, like shit like that will literally. Piss. I'm telling you, you will never get bullied again if you t- if you embarrass the kid in class and say you dumb motherfucker. Once you do that, oh, that's the end of you being bullied. They might buy you lunch that day because most bullies are just assholes because there's some shit going on at home. That's why we have all them fucking serial killer movies. Think about it. Every serial killer that you've ever thought about in like those movies, Michael Myers bullied um freddy krueger bullied uh hellraiser bullied 
I mean, I think the only one that was a serial killer that wasn't bullied was Chucky, but then he's a fucking doll, right? But every single person I can think of that was like a killer in a movie was bullied at some point. They don't make the movies for no reason. But the only way to get rid of a bully early is to combat them. Like say something that's going to fuck them up mentally. Don't go and try to do the nice role shit like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I want to be your friend. I don't want you to bully me because the thing is, they're just going to be their friend that they bully. You got to check them immediately. So do we have any other voicemails? Let me see if we got one more. Nigga, is you wait? Is you being for real about fighting a little kid, bro? <laughs> what? Oh, oh so he yes, yeah. I'm absolutely for real about that. Here's the, here's the issue. As somebody who is a new parent, the one thing I don't want to happen to my kid is them coming home and they have like a bloody lip, and you know they're saying that they're getting bullied and things like that. Because it's like, what do you do as a parent? Do you go to the school? And most parents do. They say, I went to the school, I talked to the kids, I talked to the parents, and the principal will say, well, if it happens again, here's the thing. I'm on a one-strike rule when it comes to my kid. My mom taught me that. So I, I'll tell a funny story of what happened. So my sister and I, we went to the playground, and a little boy that had a crush on my sister, what he did was he pushed her face first down a slide. And it was one of those old-school metal slides that are like really sharp <laughs> at the end. And she ended up getting a mark. I think it was like it was like a mark on her arm or something like that. So what my mom did was she took the little boy up to the slide and pushed him down the same way. So both my sister and the little boy both had to go get stitches in the same spot that day. The little boy learned that, hey, use your words. Don't go and do things intentionally because you feel as though like, hey, you like her. So the way to show that you like her is to go and push her off a fucking slide. But that today, today is not. Um, let's deal with this in a lifelike manner. It's on pressing charges. On I'm doing this, and it's kind of like these kids don't learn the lessons that they have to learn uh, physically that are going to shape them. There's always someone enabling their behavior because. The way exactly. that schools are set up for bullies is they don't address it the first time. They allow several times to happen before something is addressed. But once you take it upon yourself to address some shit, now you in a courtroom instead of a principal's office. Oh, but here's the thing. I can handle the courtroom. When, when shit like that happens, if you have to go to court, you tell them this. There are plenty of bullies in schools that end up being the, you know, they bully a kid and that kid ends up going and shooting up the entire fucking school. I don't want my kid shooting up their school. I don't want them going to the school and hurting and, you know, people who are innocent because one person decided that they wanted to bully them for six months. The school's not going to do shit. Their parents aren't going to do shit. And the teacher is honestly, the teacher doesn't really want to be involved in it. And she shouldn't be. I feel like teachers can only do their job, which is teach. Yeah, they're supposed to be mediators. And, yeah. Like, like, I've heard some horror stories about, like, you know, cues, like kids that he teaches and stuff like that. And how they'll try to fight him. And I was like, yo, I, I wish I would not be. Some jobs aren't for me. Like, customer service, that's not a job I can do. I'm all <laughs> for customer service. However, you're not going to talk to me crazy. So that's number one. 
Number two, I, I, could, I could not be in a position where I have to come into somebody's home or like do some like tech type of stuff like IT because you're not going to be stupid on purpose. You're not going to be like, I, I locked my iPhone password. I forgot it. And it's on you. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? This is you. Like some things are just common sense to me. And number three is obviously like the teaching job. I feel like teaching is one of those jobs where you have to have patience. I have patience, but only when I have patience, if that makes sense. Like if I had a good day, you're going to know I had a good day. But teachers never look like they have a good day. I don't want that day. I don't want that week. Like if a kid tells me that, or if a parent rather tells me that a little boy ran up on a girl that he had a crush on and like pushed her down a slide or decided that he wanted to hit her to show that he liked her. Me, mm-hmm. like my instinct as a father comes in and I'm going to want to punch the kid. Cause I'm like, oh, you don't want that shit to happen to you. So why would you want to do it to somebody else? And I'm, I'm raising a little girl. I want her to know like, Hey, if some little boy punches you, I don't care how much he says he likes you, punch the little motherfucker back. Because if you don't, then I got to go to the school. And when I go to the school, it's not going to be pretty. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to the classroom. I'm not stopping at the principal's office. I'm not stopping to talk to the teacher. I'm going to come to the classroom. I'm going to sit in that day. And I'm going to say, sweetie, which one of these little boys is it? And <laughs> she's going to say, it's him. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, what did he do to you? Did he grab, did he grab your arm? Did he push you down? If she says yes he's getting the same reaction. And that's something that I don't want to instill in people. That's just my method. I don't go out here spanking kids and beating kids and shit like that, but you're not going to hurt mine. You're not going to hurt Shan's kids. These are my pod children. So if I hear somebody, I'm on a flight to Georgia. You Listen, know what I, mean? like, I, I, I need I know, that. I know which one of my kids are going to be the one getting beat up. I know which one is not. Mm. Because some kids are just like hella sensitive, hella soft, and they can't, they just will not defend themselves no matter how much you hit them or pick on them. They're going to come tell you. And it's going to get to a point where I'm just going to be like, girl, if you don't fight, I can't do nothing for you. Because I was a, I, I never fought in school, but I will drag and beat your ass once we get off this bus. Like, that was me. So, for me, I know one of my kids is a fighter. Like, I'm not going to need no explanation. I just need you to say her name. I'm on my way. And I know the other one is going to be like, how bad is it? Do I need to take it to the house? (laughs) Like, I know. I know which one it's going to be. Yeah. But I guess the moral of the story is, like, you parent how you parent. But as a kid, if you are a kid that's being bullied, like, I know the commercials are doing this, like, anti-bullying campaign. And, you know, they're telling you, if you're being bullied, like, go through the proper channels. I'm like, this is not HR here. Like, we can't handle all situations how we would in, like, the chain of command at work. This is school. And kids are literally getting beat the fuck up. When I say beat up, there are little boys beating up girls. Like, especially in the climate we've been in for the past four years. Just imagine, like, one of our daughters going to a school and one of the white kids who's been raised by a, a racist, like, family has decided, hey, well, that little black girl in your class, like, you should go and put gum in her hair. Or you should cut her hair because her hair's too long. And they go to school and they do that shit because that's something that's learned behavior from home. You know what's learned behavior in my home? Somebody put their hands on you, you beat their fucking ass. And it's just law at that point for me. Like, 
I've heard of people say, hey, don't come in my house after you got jumped or you got in a fight and you didn't go back to whoop their ass. I'm not that household. I'm the household that is, if I got to go with you to go get it done, then we're going to go get that shit done, period. And especially raising a little girl, like there's certain things that a little girl can't do in terms of like uh, another girl or another boy. Like I want to raise her to be a lady, but at the same time, just know like you might have to throw hands. This doesn't mean whenever you're trying to settle a difference, you have to fight. Sometimes your words are the better action to have. However, if somebody comes up to you and punches you in the face, ain't no more talking. Swing. So Mm -hmm. that that little guy that, you know, decided to leave that voicemail, if you are being bullied, like three strikes the first time, you know, shame on me. Second time, shame on you. The third time, whoop they ass, fight them. Like somebody is absolutely going to hate and leave this voicemail and say, oh, that's wrong, Greg. Don't tell them that. I'm telling them that. Because the only way you can defend yourself is to actually defend yourself. Going and running to mommy and daddy, like, it's not going to always work. And more importantly, some a lot of kids have been in a position where it's too late to do that shit. They've been bullied to the point where they come home and they slit their wrists. They go and they k- try to, like, kill themselves because they're bullied. Like, you have to teach your children to, like, not only defend themselves when you're around, but to defend themselves when you aren't. And the best way to do that is to tell them, hey, if you fuck with me, I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah. Let's, let's get these voicemails up. Yeah, facts. Every person, like, like some crazy person like that was a bully. But I also feel like they were influenced by, um, by mm-hmm. the movies, games, and just TV. Like, you feel me? And then, on, like, on top of that, they're battling, like, mental problems. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, bro... Like, I don't understand how someone can get bullied. Like, all right, I've gone to school and seen people get bullied all the time. And they didn't, you feel me, they didn't show up to school. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's a select few that actually um, Mm -hmm. attempt to follow through with that act or do follow through with that act. And I feel like those are the people that were bullied, um, pushed to the limit, and, and do suffer, like, a few mental problems. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like he said, like you do get pushed to the edge. But for me, not to like discredit that, like I just don't ever want it to get to that point where my child, my child, the only child I can control is my own. I don't want Mm -hmm. it to get to that point with mine where they go and do that. Like there is like a way of going about things. And that's a conversation I have to have with them. A lot of parents aren't willing to have that approach because the parents have that approach. They're like, hey, hey, sometimes you're just going to have to air some shit out. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that, some shit just doesn't work out. And you don't want that to happen. That's why you have school shootings and things like that. And when you see, like, those school shootings, whenever they end up arresting instead of killing that person who did it, and they give them, like, a questionnaire. It's like, so why'd you do it? It's always like, well, you know, I, I was mistreated and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but did you... did you confront the problem more importantly were you able to go to the proper channels and usually the answer is yes i'm not like condoning the fact that they did the behavior they did what i'm saying though is if you're bullied or you are being bullied by someone you don't have the proper channels you can go to because they just instantly think well it'll go away if we have a talk with that person or it'll go away because We've discussed it with them, and they said they would never do it again. Trust me, there are grown yeah. men who beat their beat their wives, beat their you know their spouses, and the like operative term for them is "I'll never do it again." I'm sorry, I apologize. 
And mm-hmm. nobody want to hear that shit. Like after the third time, I'm oh, okay. I'm, I gotta share this story. Shay, I'm sorry. So basically, like my mom, once upon a time, she was like dating a guy, and he would put his hands on her. So me, I'm like, mom, how can I defend you as your son? But I'm young. I don't know these things, right? So the first time he beat on her, she she did the the crying dance, like, oh, I'm crying, I'm sorry. You know, she's apologizing to him because she thought she did something wrong to him to get that behavior from him. The, the second time that shit happened, like that. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So the second time it happened, she was like, wait a minute. We we talked. You said this wouldn't happen. And you're doing it again. So he did it again. And he wasn't like a drunk or anything like that. It was just something he knew because he didn't know how to express his emotions as a man other than to lash out with his hands. And the thing is, he, he's one of those, he was one of those street dudes who felt like the only way he defended himself was by fighting. But this is a woman here. So not only have you done this once, this is the second time you did this shit. So the second time she did it, or the second time he did it, she sat down and she's telling me about it. And it's the first time I've ever had to have like a grown man conversation with an adult as a child. And that's the one thing I regret to like my dying day. I'm like, oh, like I had to have a talk with my mother about her getting beat by a man that wasn't my father for one. And two, like there was no consequence for his actions. Right. So time number three happened. And at this point, my mom, she was taking like the self-defense class and stuff like that. But she was like, oh, no, we got to go one step above. So she went and got one of the police billy clubs and she got her oh. gun. So the third time she pulled out the gun on his ass. And then all of a sudden it was, hey, no, I'm sorry for real. I'm not trying to lose my life. <laughs> and it, 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 it shouldn't get to that point where you literally have to pull out a gun on a person to let them know, yo, like to stop fucking with me. And I'm trying to relate that to like people going to school and shooting up. Like it shouldn't go to that extent because some people, they know better. They just choose not to take that route. And, you know, for me, like I've always felt like when I see bullies, it's usually like the men that bully women, but there are women bullies. My issue is I've just, I've personally never seen that. And if I have, or yeah, I'm not just like seeing it like, for like face value it's usually a little girl bullying another girl it's yeah. like, okay wait like you don't, you, don't, you don't like that girl because she's not a part of your crew or she stands alone because honestly she might want friends she just doesn't know how to approach being friends with you or she just might not like you like that not everybody's supposed to like you so for like a little girl for example i'll use my daughter as an example um, if she were to tell me, hey, a girl bullied me at school, I can't go and say the same shit I said 15 minutes ago about me trying to fight a little girl. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. like... You could tell I'm her mom? Tell her, yeah, I'm gonna tell her mom. I'm like, oh, like, you might have to go there and throw hands with... Not, not to mom. <laughs> go throw hands with the girl. Go, go, go and throw hands with the little girl. But, because see, if I put my hands on a, a little girl, then I look like, you know, I did that intentionally, and then people are like, oh, we gotta arrest him now. Yeah. But at some point, you also know as a parent, like there are certain channels and there are certain people that you can't reach. If you know your kid is, you know, being bullied, like you'll know immediately if that school or that place that it's happening at, if they actually care, because they would have handled it before you got there. And you would know because when your child got home, even though they would tell you the story, they would feel better about telling you the situation. However, I've seen way too many situations where the kid literally doesn't tell you. The school tells you first, but they try to clean it up real nice. Like, Hughes told me how that shit works, how to be like, the school will call and say, hey, your kid got into an altercation. No, my kid didn't get into an altercation. They were fucking bullied. 
Like a kid will put gum in their hair or something like that. That's not an altercation. That kid did that shit intentionally. So I, I wanted to like, like highlight this movie that I was watching. So this movie is like a Jason Statham movie. It's called Homefront, right? So the plot basically was this guy, uh, Jason Statham, right? So he has a daughter that he lives with. The wife died like a few years before they had moved. So they moved to the small town because he actually was a retired DEA agent, right? So he moved to Louisiana and basically his daughter goes to school to this new school that they're, you know, I guess in this new town. She goes to the school and she's instantly bullied by this little boy. But the issue is her father's like a DEA agent. So he was teaching her her, basically her whole life to defend herself and to fight back. So the bully, you know, goes to school and he's bullying her. But the thing is, she fights back. So she fights back and she whoops his ass. And she gets in trouble for defending herself. So the school called him, the father, and was like, wait, why did this happen? Like, why is she beating him up? And she's like, no, like, I'm defending myself because that's what he was doing. And the whole movie spirals because of the fact that the kid that was a bully, he goes and tells his parents to lie. Like, no, I wasn't bullying her. She hit me first and blah, 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 blah. Now the parents are at odds with each other. And it takes this whole movie and changes the entire dynamic to the point where he has to go kill people. I'm like, yo, like, this is wild. So I guess it's funny how, like, we started talking about, like, bullying and stuff like that. But if you want to see a movie that's really good, Homefront, that movie, it touches on it so much. And that's how I would actually interact. If somebody were to hit my daughter or to bully my daughter, I wouldn't shoot them or the parents. I would just say my kid is going to whoop your ass. That's why right now my kid is, what, three months old? She watches UFC on Saturdays. She don't know what it means right now. But when she turns like four or five and she's trying to figure out how to break people's legs, I'm letting you know, you bully my kid, she's going to fuck you up. So let's get this voicemail, though. Yeah, I, I understand what both of y'all are saying. Like, basically, the moral of the story is that when you're doing stuff like that, when you're bullying, you're not realizing what you're doing to others, like the pain you're inflicting. But like realistically speaking if you handle it like that you know what i mean like if you if you take matters in your own hand you're an adult and that's a child and like come on now but that's not about that because then because then whatever you do even if you just um you just like grab the kid and, and take them to the parent you feel me and what if you're the parent and you see someone grabbing your kid like you know <clears throat> like uh get your take your kid you're like what the fuck like take your hand off my kid you know what i mean like bro like, it's going to re- motherfucking result into gunplay at that point. Like, I don't think it's going to be pressing no charges. I think it's going to be violence at that point, bro. <laughs> like, Okay. I agree with you to an extent. I'm, I'm going to just go and say this. You are a parent. Your kid comes to you and says, this person is bullying me. Like the, the little boy earlier. Mm-hmm. Kids are bullying me. I don't know what to do. They come to you as a parent. They confide in you as a parent. You do what you're supposed to do initially is you talk to the teacher. The teacher says, well, you know, we saw it happen, but, you know, we can do the counseling thing. We can do the one-on-one thing. Cool. You do the counseling thing. It continues. So then you escalate it to the principal of the school. That should happen. At this point, if you're doing the counseling and doing all those proper channels, nine times out of 10, the parents of the person who has been bullying has been notified as well. There's just no corrected behavior at that point. So I am, you know, I am of the rule. If you won't correct your kid, I will. And I don't apologize for it. And I never will apologize for it. Because there are parents who feel like their kid is the perfect child and they never see it actually happen. So since they didn't see it happen, it never happened. Even though 
the school, the principal, the teachers, the students, and a kid who has visible marks saying they did this to me, as long as the kid says, oh, I didn't do that, they believe them, at some point, if you're not going to parent, I have to do it for you. And it sounds really fucked up, but it's the truth, man. It, it, it's just the honest to God truth. I would much rather protect my kid. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sometimes the kids act like that. And then Mm -hmm. you as a parent, as an adult, you want to go to their parent as an adult. And their parents, they, they, they don't parent. They shrug. They don't give a fuck. And then that's where you're left. How do I protect and defend my kid? Mm hmm. Because the reason why most kids act out like that is because they want someone to care about them to the point where they discipline them. And the reason why they got that far to where they're just out here causing motherfucking menace ruckus is because they're screaming for attention for someone to give a fuck about why they're acting away and what they need. And so the way that they have this temper tantrum is... uh, just annoying and getting on another child's nerves and, and bringing mm-hmm. all this shit to them because they're fucking miserable. Miserable people yeah. want more people to be miserable. That's what they want. Yeah. And for me, I'm not here to parent your kid. I'm not a therapist for your kid. If your kid has trauma that they're laying on my child that I didn't give that child, your child needs to answer for that. And you as a parent need to answer for that. The issue is if you as their parent don't answer for it, your kid's going to answer to it. So even though I might not have to put my hands on your kid, I will definitely allow my child to put their hands on you while I'm standing right there. Because then I want your child to see exactly how they have impacted my child. So, yeah, I will go to your classroom and do the same thing I said I was going to do earlier. I will go to the class and say, hey, did he hit you? Did he touch you? And if it happens, I want the teacher to be there. I want his classmates to be there and say, do the same thing he did to you, to him and see how it feels. Mm. Because at that point, not only is he embarrassed, he or she is embarrassed because I got to be fair, but certain things, you know, you shouldn't do as a child. I don't want to keep giving people, you know, giving children bail because like I said before, it's learned behavior and you as their parent, you shouldn't be, oh, well, you know, it's going to result into gunplay, blah, blah, blah. You know your kids are fuck up. You know your kid is going out here bullying kids to the point where the school is calling you and saying, come get your badass kid. That's why there are a lot of people that are right now during COVID just realizing that their kids are fucking problem kids, like problem childs. Like mm-hmm. you haven't had to. You haven't had to live with your kid for seven and a half hours a day. That's why you send them to fucking school. You're sitting there like, yo, like I get a break. Oh my God. Like you knew that kid was bad. Now you're stuck with them for eight months and you're trying to figure out, well, damn, were the teachers right? Yes. The teachers were right because your kid is the reason they are the asshole. Like, you know, that, uh, that segment we do on the show, like, am I the asshole? Yes. Your kid is the asshole. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying beat a kid. I'm not saying whoop a kid or punish a kid. Take things away from them that make them a detriment to them. Or, like, or can- stop living with a roommate as a child. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people don't even know what their kid's room look like, what they do in their room, what they do with that door shut. I'm never going to exactly. be like, I'm always going to know. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, when I see, like, the, 
kids or the teenagers, because I don't want to keep saying kids, but when I see the teenagers and obviously the kids that do things like they, they shoot up their schools and stuff like that, a, a lot of them come from privileged backgrounds. I'm not even making this a race thing because I don't want to make it a race thing. But I will say they come from pri- like a, a lot of privilege. They're like, oh, well, my parents, they owned a gun range or my parents had 28 guns. It's like, OK, they knew exactly what they wanted to do because that shit that they've seen. However, if you as a parent tell your kid, hey, here are the consequences for your actions, nine times out of ten, actually, I ain't going to say nine out of ten, but like seven out of ten times, they're not going to choose that action because you've already displayed to them the consequences of it. But when you don't have those talks with your children, the result is the behavior they give to when you're not around. That's why I see a lot of parents, they don't know their children. They're like, oh, like right now when we're talking about the COVID thing, a lot of people just started to learn exactly who the fuck their kid is. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, damn, like, so this is, this is you all day long. So when you're in a classroom, this is how you act. This is why when you're, in, you know, you're sitting there at the desk and you're trying to, you know, do your lessons, you don't want to study. That, that's something the teacher was telling you, but you didn't want to hear. Now that you are now the parent and the teacher, you're learning these things. You're, you're seeing these things. But it's, it's not even just the classroom. It's not like even in the classroom behavior. Like at three o'clock, four o'clock, whenever kids get out these days. Like that's certain shit that you see translates to like social media. That's why you have people that are our age and like that are fucking bullies on the internet. Mm. You're like, damn, like you, you cannot always be this fucking mean. But you know, a lot of the people that are on social media that are mean is because they have no fucking people skills or they, they don't go out. Like a lot of people, I just want to say on Twitter, I'm like, yo, is everything okay? Because you know there's something wrong. There's a trauma there that they don't want to talk about. So what they do is they just get on Twitter and talk shit to people. Like right now, there's probably a troll in our voicemails right now who is talking cash shit to us. Well, fuck niggas, fuck black people, Trump 2020, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, is everything okay? I guarantee if you just ask somebody who is just like having a really shitty day, if they've just been like mean to everybody in the world and the world ain't shit, they want to do this and this. If you just ask them, yo, like, is everything okay? Like, what's wrong? They'll probably break down in tears because they've been holding all that pent up aggression and they just wanted to they wanted one person to ask them because they're not getting that shit at home. So I guess to leave that to the voicemail we were talking about it before. Like, yeah, sometimes like as a parent to my daughter, if I have to go and approach a kid and if I have to ask them, hey, is everything OK? If I have to go and say, hey, do the same thing that he did to you to him. And yeah, it's going to have to happen because you have to understand, like, you can't have that behavior to everybody else. There's a consequence for your actions. And more importantly, you don't want that to happen to you. Or maybe I'm just I'm just old. I learned the golden rule at three years old and I just knew I wanted to be treated the same way I treat other people. But Mm -hmm. what I don't want to do is constantly be treated like shit and just let that shit fly. So, yeah, if your kid or you as an adult, you keep treating me like shit. Or you treat my family and my kid like shit, you're going to catch these motherfucking hands. Or if I can't put my hands on you, your parents are going to catch hands. Because I don't hit children, but your parents are going to catch them. always take another child to stomp them out. But let's get these voicemails, because I'm, I'm, I know for a fact I pissed somebody off. I know I Nah, bro, nah, bro, because now, Greg, that reminds me of a story, bro. No cap, like, this is, like, all my life, this really happened, bro. I beat this dude ass, I did not bully him or nothing like that. I just whooped his ass, boom. And then he gonna, he gonna, oh, dad, he got beat up. Then he gonna tell his dad who I am, you feel me? I'm on, I'm on my street. We live on the same street, too, no cap. 
and then I'm just, you feel me, I'm playing, and he gonna go get his dad, and his dad gonna run up on me, and I just got, I got my stepdad, you feel me? So, so, boom, I removed myself, the kid, out of the situation, right? So, so he, and his dad came at me, like the energy, oh, if you hit my son, I'm gonna hit you, but then when another grown man, another adult come in, then the energy changed, you feel me? Like, so, like, you gotta have that same energy when they get their parent, you feel me? Like, if you gonna beat that little kid ass, you better beat his parents ass, is what I'm saying. And 90% of these niggas do not be on that because that nigga did not get no apology on on my soul. He did not get no apology, and he left with ass beating, so. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I'm, I'm going to just say this for the last time, because I, I gotta make this crystal clear. Like, I don't care if you are five foot two or six foot eleven. You put your hands on my child. I don't care. I, I am willing to go and like take an L life-wise for mine. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I'm showing you that, hey, I'm willing to die for this shit. Even when I'm not here, you're going to respect the people that come after me. And mm-hmm. that's just rule of thumb. Like there, there are people right now who will die for theirs. Like there are some people who I've seen those little YouTube clips where the uh, the guy, he jumped on the car when the dog ran off, like he jumped over the fence and his little girl was just running around the car while he's sitting on top of it. I, I'm not that type of dad. I'm not that type of man. So if it comes to gunplay, if it comes to a situation where I have to handle mine because you couldn't handle your kid, then so be it. So I, I will be that parent. But what's not going to happen? You're not going to disrespect my kids, man. I, I just can't do it. Especially when you know your kid ain't shit. It's fucked up, man. Some people just need to understand you are ra- you are raising you. And if you a shithead, your kid going to be a shithead. The school's telling you your kid's a shithead. Like you just sitting there like, I don't know what the problem is. I, I just, I'm just raising them the best way I can. Look at you. You, you, you. You're terrible. Don't nobody want to see that bullshit. Let's get these voicemails though. Who did you guys vote for today? I know it's election day. I'm trying to see y'all opinions on it. Um, we, we talked about that earlier. Um, Shane, what, what, do you want to get into that before we get these next voicemails out the way? Buddy, today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I vote. I voted early because I, I wasn't. You know, I was avoiding those lines. But let's get back to these voicemails. Yeah. Yeah, my child got bullet one time. I remember my child got bullet one time and I went down there to the school and after they found a teacher sitting in the corner, standing in the corner, peeing in the corner in a diaper, they, they, I didn't, my child didn't have no more problems. I'm talking about no more problems because the teacher was just standing there, just staring, just peeing, pee just standing, pee just running down the legs. They didn't know, they didn't know, they didn't know what was going on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on, let's get the next one. Can you say Monica slowly three times? Monica. Honestly, I feel like a lot of times these parents are their child's first bully. And that's why kids bully kids at school. I'm not saying it's right, but I feel like there needs to be a lot more work done on the school side. Like, look, obviously something's going on with this child for this child to be acting this way. A lot of times children, they emulate what they see at home. And a lot of these bullies, that's, that's what they see. That's what they get at home. So they emulate that, you know, you could tell a child, don't do this. Don't do that. You know, you could tell them till you're blue in the face, but ultimately a child is going to copy what they see. And exactly. Parents got to take a, a long look in the mirror because your child is acting a certain way because of their environment. I will say that. 
Absolutely. I agree, Emily. Like, shout out to Emily Garcia. Like, that, she put it better than I did. She's being yeah. nice about it. I will I will fight you and your badass kid. But let, let, let's get to say It's a shame. <laughs> you know, I feel like so many parents, if if they took the time to get to know their child and didn't project so much on them, the relationships yeah. would improve not only within the parents, you know, in themselves, but between parent and child. You know, I feel like a lot of parents project onto their children and that lower self-esteem, it destroys the relationship. You know, I've seen it through my friends and I, and I see it through myself and my relationship with my family. It's, I, I appreciate COVID because it's been like a, a big mirror. You know, people are finally looking at the man in the mirror and, you know, some people can't take it, but, you know, it's, it's made me stronger for sure. Yeah. I, I think that's a good question. Has COVID and the year 2020 been a mirror? Shout out to Emily. Has it been a mirror to you and your children? Have you learned more about your household? over the course of the last eight to nine months. Well, well she's been March, right? So the last year, you say that. Um, I feel like I've learned more. I've already known what I've seen. It's just, it's been harder to appreciate, you know, what my kids bring to me in a positive way because we're spending so much time together. So I, I'm mm-hmm. constantly pointing out the things that they're not doing right. And it seems like I'm always nagging or it seems like I'm always yelling or it seems like I'm always having an issue when really I'm not. It's just like, you're doing good. Okay, I don't I don't want to say anything because that's what you're supposed to do. But in reality, kids need, um, they need like encouragement. And they need, you know, accolades for what they do. And uh, when you can't give them that, they sort of feel like you don't care. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. And shout out again to Emily. I know she probably has another voice, man. We're going to keep playing. Good pop. Pink. <laughs> you did wrong for that, young. <laughs> but I, 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 I think she was commenting on the fact that I said I still beat the kid's ass. Like, um, I, I'm going to beat the kid's ass after. I gotta go. I gotta have to clarify because somebody's gonna be really upset at the fact that I said that. I didn't say I'm literally just going to go and like choke a fucking kid out. Like I'm not that way. Mm-hmm. However, I- I'm going to let the parent know. Hey, if it happens again, and we've had this discussion, I just want your blessing that your kid's gonna get the ass whooping you won't get. Not That's her, it. But- because that, that, no, there, there are some parents that I know who have said, "I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna beat my kid. I'm never gonna, you know, punish them or something like that." I'm like, "Yo, that's why your kid literally beats you up." There are a lot of no. parents that are getting beat up by their I, own kid. Listen, I speak one time, and I just let people know, "Hey, I'm licensed. Don't tempt me. Don't make me come back." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like. We're, we're black, but anybody who's black in here, they knows they know for a fact that their parents, more specifically their mom, has that look, and they give you the look, and you just stop. You, I don't even know what the fuck you could be doing. You could literally be in the next room. They can give you a, a but you have insane children or children that never been disciplined. That look means nothing. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like 
I've gotten to the point with like my mom, I'm a grown man. She can give somebody else the look and I already know what the fuck it means. She'll be on the phone and she gives a look and I'm like, oh boy, like that, that that's a bad, like when you, I don't want to say instill the fear of like death in your kids, but mm-hmm. if your kids fear you, they'll respect everybody else. Maybe, maybe that's a bar that if I was a rapper, that would be a fucking, if your kids fear you, they will respect other people. And the reason why is because they know that there's a consequence for their actions. But if they get away with, you know, what I've seen kids do, like one Black Friday, I saw a kid literally like steal something from a store and beat up his mom because he couldn't get it. And I was like, you stole the shit out the store. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just have, you, I, I'm not saying beat your kids. Like I, I know I have to keep saying that because in 10 years, like if this podcast ever takes off, like somebody's gonna be like, well, cancel Greg because he likes seeing kids get beat on by their parents. Didn't say that. What I did say though is there is a consequence to your actions. If you go and you steal from a store, they arrest you. If you beat on your parents, your parents should in turn slap you on the wrist or punish you, take away your iPad and stuff like that. But that's the thing. The punishments for these kids now is not the punishments we used to get. Their punishment is, hey, no TV for a week. I'm like, no. Have you ever have you ever had your parents tell you you won't have Christmas? And it's like April. Like, just know <laughs> that is a punishment. That is a punishment that is better than any punishment you could ever give any child. Imagine telling your kid they did something in April and you canceled Christmas. I've had that happen. Do you know how it feels for fucking eight months to know that you might as well just not wake up on Christmas? And the thing is, I thought my mother was fucking joking. I thought my mom was joking. December December 25th happened. And here's the thing. I was was thinking, I was like, wait, I went Black Friday shopping with my mom. We were talking about gifts, but... I didn't take it seriously when she wasn't asking me what I wanted. She was just like, okay, we're just going to walk through the mall. We're going to get Christmas gifts for people, blah, 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 blah. Ain't asking me shit. Christmas Day came. Do you know what I got? I got a stocking with bubble gum and a bunch of little, like, little trinklet shit. But gifts? Oh, no. That, the, the, little motis, uh, the little motorcycle bike I wanted? I didn't get it. The, the Power Ranger that head flipped when it turned from, like, Tommy's face to the masked uh, White Ranger? I didn't get that. Um... The, the talk boy, I didn't get that. Like there, there were certain things, but I knew I was bad. That's something that you have to like instill in your kids. Just know there's going to be a consequence. But we, we got nine voicemails. We got to keep going. And just like that, you're blocked. Where are these kids coming from? Okay. For me, my mom didn't discipline any of us. So it was like a kid's house with an adult that can sign adult documents. Um, mm-hmm. And we just we just fought to the bloodshed, and then we were done. Um, yeah. From, and because I grew up like that, I had to discipline myself in life, which means I learned the hard way growing from, like, a teen into adult. So now it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I am team leathers for my kids. Like, I feel like when it comes to disciplining, some kids don't need you to physically do anything to them for them to understand. Some kids Mm -hmm. need that physical touch. Some kids just Mm -hmm. need discussion. It depends on what child you have. All kids don't learn the same, just like all kids cannot be disciplined the same. Um, 
doesn't mean that you're a bad person because of the way that you discipline your kid. No, because if you don't discipline your kid, the world is going to discipline your kid. So that's why I do whatever the fuck I do. And I know what it's like to be a child wanting someone to guide them and discipline them in a way where they understand logic and you get that. So I don't want my girls to grow up like that. So that's why I am team leathers. But before I get the leathers, I go ahead and I speak to you, but I'm not speaking to you for a third time. So um, when it comes to that Christmas shit, though, I had a mom that celebrated Christmas all the way up until my eighth birthday. And when Mm -hmm. Christmas came, she decided to be a Jehovah Witness and they don't celebrate shit. So Mm -hmm. I kind of understand what it's like to go from having Christmases to not having Christmases. Yeah. Like, man. yeah, man. I, I remember, like th- that. Cri- that Christmas was a bad year, but you know, in, in terms of what you were saying earlier about, like, you know, just di- like disciplining your kids and things like that. Like, I remember one time I called CPS on my mom. Oh shit! She, 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 you actually yeah, dialed yeah. the number. I, I dialed the number, and they they came they came over the next day. They came over the next day, and I, I, I quickly learned that there's consequences for your action. And she didn't beat, she didn't beat me again. What she told me was, I give you everything. You, you have clothes on your back, you have shoes on your feet, you have food in your belly. But more importantly, I want you to ask that person, it was a lady, she was sitting across the couch. My mom was sitting next to me. But the thing is, I was sitting closer to the lady because I'm trying to play off the lady's emotions. She told the lady to tell me what would happen to me if they took me away from my mom. And they said, You'll probably end up in a new home, but you'll be in a foster home for a while until you find a new mommy and daddy. And I said, wait a minute. Hold the fuck up. Like, I, I like I like my mom. She just beat me once. And I, I, I wasn't a fan of that. But they said, this, this is what happened. This is the protocol, Greg. And I was like, wait, I didn't know. Like, imagine an eight-year-old having to, like, decipher the fact that they, there actually are less fortunate kids who are in foster. They don't have parents. I have one. And I'm basically telling them what you don't do for me or what you do for me isn't enough. Or the things that you're trying to instill in me as my parent, I don't want to listen to. I don't I don't want to do what you say because I'm the child, you're the adult, but I take president and I do what I want. Like, no, you don't. Like, you, you don't. So when you have like this whole conversation we've been having for the past like 30 minutes about bullies, it's like if you were a parent to your kid instead of being a friend to your kid, your child would be and grow up to be a better person. So let, let me just get to the next voice, because I can talk about that for like hours. And see, I am a, um, a military vet. I'm 5'2". I did not care when I was in the service. If you were a sergeant, I didn't care if you, I didn't care what your rank was. I'm not patriotic. I didn't care if I was in uniform. I beat one of my sergeants ass before for disrespecting me. I'm really big on that disrespect thing. Like, I don't play that. You know, I feel like people, I don't know where they come from and what they've been thinking and how they've been raised. But, you know, being where I'm from, like, you know, I'm from the DMV area. Like, I was born in D.C., you know, raised in Maryland. And Shout out. I, I have met some characters and some people have took me to that place. That's not a place that I like to go to. But, 
you know, I'd be somebody ass if I have to. That's, you know, that's for sure. But I don't want to get to that point. Shout out mm-hmm. to DC. I'm I'm here too, born and raised. And it's just how you're raised. It's how you're raised and more importantly, how you want to raise your children. You don't want your children to be bad. Don't raise them to be bad. Like, I don't want my kids to have four teeth. So I'm not going to fucking feed them like chocolate every fucking day. Like, also, I don't want the hospital. I don't want the dentist bills and shit like that. Like, you know for a fact what you want from your kids, but your children still have their own personalities. And when they're not around you, they're going to try their hand at things. They're going to do things that you're, you don't want or you don't approve of. But you have to check that shit again. Right at the door, just let them know, hey, uh-uh, just the school called me. Like, and this is coming from me who, honestly, I know I tried my parents. I went and I hid progress reports. I changed grades. I did shit like that. And there was consequences for my actions. Now, some of them were like psychological. Some things were physical. But what I will say is the things that I learned from them, I know for a fact that some things I'm going to carry over to my kid. I'm going to be like, yo, I, I don't want to be that kid that I was. And I don't want you to be that kid because I already see it coming a mile away. That's why you hear that quote when parents are like, you know, I, you know, been there, done that. I, I don't want to have to ever tell my kid been there, done that because I just want to teach them like, yo, like if. I don't tell you this. The world going to tell you this because right now the world that I was raised in ain't the world today. The world today will literally fucking shoot you on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I, I was raised before cell phones. Like I, my first cell phone, it wasn't even the Nokia phone. Like my mom had the Nokia because she was the parent. I got the Kyocera phone where they gave you the buy. If you buy one phone, you get another phone for zero dollars. You don't have to just take that shit. It didn't come with snake. It came with the like Tetris. That's how bad my phone was. Like now, now is reverse. Now the moms and dads have this shitty phone, and their kids have like iPhones. Yeah, trust me, my mom today. You know, I called you earlier. She before she left here, she was like, "Hey, are you going to get me a pair of AirPod Pros for Christmas?" And she had the AirPods that I bought her two years ago in her ear. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but 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 these are things that like you know you want to be able to raise children that and you know. 20, 30, 40 years will raise you. However, they can't raise you if they're out here possibly doing the things like bullying kids and shooting up schools and stuff like that where they won't be here. Or, you know, the alternative is they go and commit suicide or do things like that because they're being bullied and there was no call to action because the school didn't protect it. Because truth be told, the schools will listen, but will they actually have an action? Like, will they do anything? You know how many kids get bullied at school every day? If there's 50 kids that get bullied, but there's fucking four or 500 kids, the, the principal don't care about all four or 500. They might have their few favorites. They might yeah. have that kid they're annoyed at because they're always in the front office. Or they may have that kid that they're always suspended. But the thing is, how many times can you suspend a kid? How many times can you talk to a kid? How many times can you say things are going to be okay and the shit continues? At some point, you have to get to the root of the problem. And ju- just to wrap that up, if the school won't wrap it up and the school won't go and get to the root of the problem, I will. And I will call the parent. I will go and say, hey, your kid is hitting my kid. Do you mind if we meet somewhere and we talk about this? And if we have that understanding and you've talked to your kid and I was sat in that room and we came to the conclusion that, okay, we know for a fact now your kid is, is admitting that they are the problem. It's not my kid. Okay, now we know that. Just know going forward. All actions have repercussions. And if your kid touches my kid again, then it's on him at that point. Either I'm going to whoop your kid ass or my kid's going to whoop your kid ass. But 
at that point, you just have to you have to respect it because at that point, not only did you talk to them as a parent, but we talked to them as peers and as their peer. And they clearly there's there's no like there's no method to their madness. So let's let's get to the next question. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Your mom. <laughs> These kids just need a lot of love, a lot of hugs, like a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say it again. A lot of love, a lot of love. Sometimes they do need their ass whooped. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's more effective to talk, to show them things. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like I said, you can keep telling them and keep telling them. But, you know, sometimes you got to scare them good enough for them to, I guess, get it. But, you know, yeah. I think parents, sometimes they go overboard with the scaring thing. Because you don't want your child to fear you. You know what I'm saying? You want them, of course, to respect you. But mm-hmm. you, it's like a it's like a fine line between respect and fear. You know, because that's one thing that, you know, I had to grow out of was fearing my parents. You know, I started to stand up for myself and they took it as rebellion. They took it as me disrespecting them. But, you know, mm-hmm. you're not about to disrespect me. You know, I don't care if you're my parent or not. You know, I'm a person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Shan. We could talk about that. Oh my god! Like, um, you... my mom never disrespected me, but um, it, it got to a point where I knew she knew she could be doing more or be doing something better, and I just let her know, like, don't worry, but I'll do it myself. Yeah. Shout out to Emily for that one. Like, yeah, like I, I never thought about it that way. So I have to correct myself. I, have, I definitely have to correct myself because I mentioned that I mentioned you know, having a, you know, you want to instill fear in your children. So I may have misspoken. More importantly, I need to apologize for that. Because honestly, I think about it and I'm like, yo, to this day, I'm what, 33 years old. And I don't want to say I fear my mom, but I'm starting to learn that, you know, my mother and both parents actually have it where they didn't want me to fear them, but they knew for a fact that if they said something, I would like jump and do what they wanted me to do because that's something I had done as a kid. So it's kind of like instilled in me. So I was like, damn, like, I, I don't want that. I don't want my kid to ever feel like, well, damn, like, if I don't do this or if I don't approve of this, then, you know, what, like, I've done wrong by my parent by, you know, having a voice or more importantly, being an adult. Because um, I've seen some people who literally, including myself, who've been like, damn, like, do I, am, I, am I scared of my parents? Like, are you scared of your parents or are you just afraid of just saying, you know what, I'm grown? Because now, like, me being married with a kid, like, for the first time I ever, you know, Shane, you were on the phone with me when I told my mom, like, no, like, you can't have this. And the fact that she was offended by by me telling her no, I'm like, damn, I didn't realize certain parents really get offended when you tell them as adults, no. But mm-hmm. damn, shout out, shout out, Emily. Good grief. I didn't know that. Damn. The gift your mama gave you was a lesson, okay? that A lesson, that's a gift you're going to always have. That memory of that, that's a gift that you'll be able to pass on to your children. You know what I'm saying? That's That was the gift, sir. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, I was just wondering, did you guys start out on this app with a verification, or did you guys do- go through the application process? Um, I've been on this app for a little while. Haven't seen you guys. Um, I was just curious. Yeah. Um. You, you want me to answer? You want to answer? Um, we actually talked to the creators of um, Stereo App, and they sent us every all the like 
needs that were needed in order to ha- be labeled like content creators because we both have separate podcasts and we do this together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we completed everything, gave them the stats, gave them the information, and uh, that's how we did it. Yeah. Um, basically, to be verified from here, it, it's not a joke. Um, it's not like something you can just like reach out and say, I want this and they'll give it to you. You have to actually do something. You can't just say, oh, I want to have a verification badge because, you know, I, I have a couple Twitters. Like, you know, like you actually have to do something. So we're both obviously we're podcasters on our own like respective shows. But at the same time, we're on here giving content. We're actually recording our show live while we do this. So we take the audio from here. We make it into our show. Um, we just like the idea of like core engagement so it makes it easier for us with stereo and saying that though the reason why you don't hear from us often is because we've, we've kind of given up on the idea of ever making money from this app so we do it for the content you know the app promised us that the fact that it's as long as our content is good we would have engagement with guys like you, you know guys and girls like you we would have listeners who would listen and also have thoughtful you know provoking conversation that's what we're here for. That's what we wanted. And we're getting that with you guys tonight. Outside of that, um, we're not here chasing the leaderboards. We did that last week and for the past few weeks. And the issue was the content wasn't the same. It didn't feel genuine. And more importantly, like when you have four or five people just in the leaderboards 50 to 60 times, it's like, what's the point in chasing that victory that you're never going to win? So it's just better to have you guys follow us listen to the conversations, engage in the conversations, and we build a community within a community, if that makes sense. So yeah. let's get the next one. Oh my gosh, learning learning your child's love language is a necessity. Like, I think that was such a huge problem that my parents had. They tried to show me love in their love language and just was, like, frustrated that I was not receiving it, you know, like, and I, fe- I low-key did feel, like, unloved, you know, for quite some time I felt like they hated me but now that I'm older I see that they were trying to show me love in a different way I don't think that they understood that I received love different I don't think that they understood that I learned and I saw things differently you know what I'm saying like your what your parents do and say how they show you love or affection it it definitely has like a lasting mark on your development you know what I'm saying like I feel like a lot of parents should take parenting courses what that's what I do you know because I I'm winging it out here basically whatever parents were raised on and taught they think that's what they're supposed to do right and then Mm -hmm. for me as a parent I automatically know like there are things that my kids are gonna hate that I do and there are things that my kids are going to love that I do. But in every relationship, you have to take the time to be like, hey, did I meet the expectations on this? Is there something that I can improve? Is there something that I'm not doing that you would like me to do more of? And then just be open to hearing that feedback from your kids. We've come from a generation of parents who was like, don't talk back to me stay out of grown people conversation you're not supposed to have an opinion now we get get to be like the parents where we allow our kids to have an opinion about how we raise them about what they think we can improve and just have like some feedback 
because we're not like uptight and we don't feel like, oh, you're supposed to stay in the child's place. No, if there's something that I can improve that's going to make me a better parent for you, by all means, please tell me. I'm not saying that I'm going to do it because you tell me. I'll just be more aware of what I'm doing. Exactly. Damn. Shan, you this is this is why you are the guru. I think I said it right. The guru. You know I gotta look. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. Do you like James Charles? Who's James Do Charles? I don't know who James Charles is. The fact that they have two first names actually kind of scares me. Who is um, that man? Who is James? Who is Mike Jones? If you could tell me who Mike, Mike Jones Charles. is, I will. Mike Jones. <laughs> this is number I will tell you. Honestly, I would call 28133, but I'm afraid it might be somebody's <laughs> like grandmother. And I'm, they, I'm, I'm telling you, like, just imagine if you call Mike Jones right now and it's somebody's like auntie. <laughs> who the hell is but playing on my phone? I don't know why he changed his. I don't know why he changed his phone number. I feel like. That if you don't know why, imagine millions of people keep calling your phone talking about is this Mike Jones? No, but that's the th- like that was the best because pr- he used to answer it. So one time I called, right? So I called <laughs> and he was like, because I thought his voicemail is the same way he answers the phone, or he answered the phone then. So he's like, Yo, it's Mike Jones, and he would answer the phone the same way, just in case people would actually call it a prank, right? So I called and he's like, Yo, it's Mike Jones, and I was like leaving a voicemail i'm playing around i was like yo is this mike jones real and he was like what and i was like who and i'm i'm telling him who and he's like yo like get off my phone if you're playing so i hung up the phone and then i called right back but basically damn i wish i if i could have gotten that phone number between that number or the number that alicia keys did in the you don't know my name video where she was stalking uh most deaf yeah like listen this is what i said tonight greg i said <laughs> if a man does not know the LSG phone number for me wanting to fuck, then we cannot talk. 9110024. If he don't know that, sir, <laughs> you are not tall enough to ride this ride, honey. Hey, you got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So let, let's get this next one because we, we got a lot of voicemails. I mean, at the same time, like it's, you have to think about how you're disciplining your child because if, you're an adult and you punch your spouse or you beat your spouse ass. That's domestic violence. Bless you, baby. But if you hit your child, you know, it's discipline. It's like a fine line between some of that, you know, a pop on the butt, a pop on your hand is different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you if you're at the point where you're beating your child, like that's OC. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I remember i was like eight i got my ass whooped so bad like i don't even remember what i did but what i did was it did not it it shouldn't have equated to the belt breaking my skin and me bleeding you know what i'm saying that is ridiculous you know so Mm -hmm. when it comes to the cps thing it's it's like a hit or miss these like parents just got to do better like and i say that because i am a parent you know Um, a, lot of, a lot of people hit their kids out of adult frustration, not out of, oh, you done messed up as a child. And yeah. I have seen my cousins be beat with like metal bats, like professional mm-hmm. baseball bats by their like moms. Because Jamaican parents are like, 
you ain't got no opinions about how I whoop you or or discipline mm-hmm. you. This is it. This is it. And I've yeah, seen exactly. like my aunts go up to schools with bats for their teachers because their teachers calling them and talking shit on the phone. So it's like you gotta be mindful in a sane person to be like, this is how I'm gonna discipline my child and be able to check yourself when you've yeah. gone to um sometimes i'll be so caught up in like adult things that i'm doing in life um that are frustrating and then one of my kids is like calling me and calling me or doing something i told them not to do and the way that i yelled was a bit on 10 when it could have been like on six but it's on 10 because i'm frustrated yeah and a lot of times i have to check it and be like I'm sorry for yelling at you. This is what I got going on. Can you please not bother me? Like, I have a thing when I'm in the car and the girls are in the backseat. I'll turn mm-hmm. down the music a little bit and I'll be like, is it important? And it's either a yes or a no. Once I hit the no, that music turned all the way back up. Because if, if you're interrupting my thinking while I'm driving, especially children, anything can happen. And, and I, I really make that a thing where, like, is it important? Then don't bother me. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Let's get through these next points now. Um, can we talk about the fact that she was watching SpongeBob in the background? <laughs> hey, Emily has kids, so she she just needed to, you know, go ahead and just have SpongeBob on. Like, sometimes that's the only way you can entertain a kid. Is by watching what's that like SpongeBob and what's the the one with the B bubble bubble something? Um, what the? F- I, I don't know what it is. They all got big ass heads and they like look like mermaids. Yeah, yo, do you know I was watching that shit with the baby right now? Mind you, she has no clue what's going on with this show because she, she's not old enough. So she's watch she's watching it and she falls asleep, and I'm sitting there still watching. I'm answering the questions. I was like, wait a minute, like, who who am I? Who have I become? I shouldn't be the parent that's asking. But then again, like, I used to work at a daycare, so I would watch, like, Blues Clues and shit like that. So I'm Oof. used to it, but, yeah. yeah. Did, didn't that guy end up being, like, a pedophile or... No, that was... No, he that was went, he went to college. He went to... Wait a minute. There's no way he went to He was, like, 48. You can go to no, college that, Listen, no, to, to, to me, if if I wouldn't if I would have really evaluated college, I would have been like, shit, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna get this money so this debt don't, you know, control my life. And I would have went mm-hmm. to college in my laters. But I know I don't feel like any sane person logically needs to go to college in their twenties unless they're about to be like a fucking doctor. Yeah. You're right. But let's see. Let's get these voicemails. I work with Child Protective Service here in Nevada, and let me tell you, old school parenting is gone. These young parents and people that don't give any direction to their kiddos, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Greg. Thank you, Miss Modest. Like, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm just like that, that old school parent, because somebody would be like, you're real old school. I'm like, that's what I was raised in. But more importantly, I see the shit that's happening now. Like, for somebody who, like me who was born in 1987 and lived through a lot, these kids nowadays, a lot of the shit that they are living with today or they've lived through, it's trauma that's been, crea- it's been created by their peers. The school shootings, the, you know, this bombing and this. I'm like, yo, like, 
yo, y'all have a lot of fucking trauma. Like, I can't even listen to rap anymore because I'm like, yo, the rap is it's literally like a suicide letter. I'm like, yo, I yeah. I don't want to hear 17 songs of you telling me how much like the girl broke your heart in the eighth grade and you want to kill yourself. Now that all my friends are dead. Yo, he said, all (laughs) my friends are dead. And here's here's the fucked up part about that song. It's a great fucking song. But the fact that he said he's no, like what what it like. I don't even want to say what's wrong with the kids because then somebody's like, well, damn, you, you aged out. Cause trust me, apparently I've aged out of Twitter because anybody that's over the age of 26 shouldn't use Twitter. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, so I, I'm, I get on Twitter and like, Oh, y'all just, Oh, y'all washed. I'm like, no, um, not only we are old compared to you who was born in what, like 2000 and what, like whatever. Oh. So yeah. But for me, it, it's just really weird knowing that, like, I can't listen to music anymore because everything sounds somber. Now, I'm all for, like, Drake's version of somber where it's, like, it's love and there's still some care and concern in it versus a song where it starts by saying, you're such a fucking hoe. I love it. What the? You know what? Next voicemail. Because, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, who, who was it who somebody got mad at me on one of these stereos the other day because I was trying to explain to them that I, I do listen to new school rap and stuff like that, but there's like certain rappers for me that just don't cut the mustard. Like certain shit I just don't want to hear. Like I used to like J. Cole. I used to like old J. Cole. And the one thing I don't do is argue about J. Cole with people. So I told a guy, I was like, yo, I don't like anything after uh Forest Hill Drive. And they're like, what, what the fuck you mean? He's the greatest rapper of all time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, like, clearly. Like, I was like, clearly I'm old because they are saying J. Cole is the greatest rapper alive. Like, he's not signed to... This is, this is my thing about that. And especially, I feel like this about verses. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and have a discussion with someone who is born, born in the 90s about who's the greatest rapper alive because... Your greatest and my greatest are completely different. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. The argument about the greatest, it, it matters in a sense. But like you said, like you can't argue with somebody who's not in like your tax bracket, your age bracket, whatever you want to call it. Like certain things shouldn't be argued. Like I'm not going to argue the fact that like Jay-Z is one of the best rappers. Somebody be like, oh, he's old. He's married to Beyonce. But I'm like, but you know for <laughs> fact like you you know this but the question that i always ask him like yo have you actually listened to jay-z's music and be like well i listened to 444 and that shit was terrible i was like but have you sat down and the thing is they don't sit down anymore and listen to music because music comes out every fucking week like to the point where i look at spotify i'm like yo i can't keep up with that shit I- i've learned now that honestly some music i just i miss out on now like eric bellinger came out with an album I listened to that and I was like, I'm, I'm a fan of Eric Bellinger. So it showed up in like the algorithms. So I listened to it. And I was like, yo, this sounds like the last seven Eric Bellinger albums. I don't like that shit. Like, I, I, I don't want all of like, I feel like Jay-Z evolved, J. Cole evolved. But certain people like Lupe, I don't feel like he evolved. I feel like he just rapidly raps for like ever. I'm like, yo, like, I don't want to hear 28 songs of you rapidly rapping what the fuck are you rapidly rapping about but at the same time i don't want to hear like takashi talking about how much he snitched and why he snitched i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear little pump talk about what he's done like even people who have like 
kind of like transcended both genre, like both age gaps, if you want to call it that. Like Wiz Khalifa. Like I absolutely love old Wiz Khalifa. I will not listen to another fucking Wiz Khalifa song after Cushion Orange Juice. I feel like at that point, not only did he go pop, but it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like certain things to me, they just they can't be on the same like playing field. But saying that to say this though, um, Lil Pump is still one of the worst, best rappers of his little age bracket. There are some that I absolutely hate. Um, NBA Youngboy is one of them. Somebody will tell me he's one of the best rappers ever. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all listening to? I, I don't know what, like, have you ever listened to an NBA Youngboy song? Um, Greg, don't try me. No, like, have you, have you ever actually sat and listened no, to I, a NBA Youngboy song? Like, I, now, this is you, I, I don't want to, if I can't get past your name, I don't want to know shit. Like, here's the thing. He, ha- he has certain songs that I feel like are really good. But nice. the thing is, the, the, here's the thing. The song is good. He's just not a good rapper. Like, if anybody else rapped those lyrics, it would sound good. But, like, like for me, I absolutely like uh, what's the guy's name? Um, YG. Like YG is a person. I feel like he's probably got one of the best rap personalities I've ever seen. However, I don't want to hear him rap. Like he says some shit in some songs before. I'm like, yo, there's no way that he was in the studio with people and they told him that shit was tight. <laughs> like I will listen to Little Dicky before I end up listening to YG, and that's no disrespect to YG. It's just more so like I only like certain music at certain times. Like. When I want to hear Shoot 'em Up, Bang Bang, I'll listen to Shoot 'em Up, Bang Bang. But if you have 28 fucking songs of, like, Shoot 'em Up, Bang Bang, but then, like, in the middle of the verse, it goes like this. So it'll be like, yo, I shot a nigga six times, but that girl, Tiana, in the sixth grade, I still got love for her. Like, wait, what the fuck? How? How, how did both of those come together to create, like, a cohesive, yeah, like, song? can't read, but people got them in the no. studio. I don't get it's like yo just say all of your childhood trauma put it in a song but then like escalate it times 10 and then the beat is just like you know what just just, just put Amigos beat on it, it. so the, the kit thoughts. the kit for the music is like Migos beat childhood trauma love interest in high school kill a nigga shoot a nigga kill a nigga again and then there's the hook it's like wait that's the song. That that's the blueprint for music now. It, it, it's terrible. It, it's it's really fucking bad. Lil Wayne, this is your fault. You told people that they didn't need to write their lyrics. That you didn't have to go and write because Jay Z didn't write. Here's the difference between Lil Wayne and Jay Z. And I've had a drink, so forgive my rambling. When it comes to Jay Z, Jay Z is a good rapper. Lil Wayne was a good rapper, and then he um he he. he I don't even have an explanation anymore when it comes to Lil Wayne. I, I don't. Jesus Christ, I don't. Um, all I'm going to say is Nipsey Hussle would never fucking vote for Donald Trump, Lil Wayne, with them fucking doo-doo dreads. Get the fuck out I think a lot of, it's like, it's, you want validation. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you end up doing shit that you don't even want to do. You end up doing what, pleases your parents but ultimately i feel like i missed out on a lot 
of things growing up because I was trying to be a people pleaser, trying to please my parents, trying to please my friends, trying to please, you know, my elders and stuff. But ultimately, I'm like, you know what? Y'all had y'all's time to live y'all's life. And it's my time now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I do shit that they don't like or they might not approve of. But, you know, yes, you instilled morals in me, but you got to trust me enough. You got to trust yourself enough to know that you did your job as a parent for me to make the right decisions and stuff. But you also got to let me go. Let me make my own choices so that I learn from my own mistakes. Yes, you can tell me X, Y, Z, but some stuff you got to learn for yourself. And, you know, it ain't all bad. That's the part. That's like a part of experience in life, you know? Absolutely. Mama got to have a life too, Jody. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Goddamn right. Shit, y'all might as well put me on, okay? Follow me on Instagram at mspath9, okay? I got a lot of shit I got to say. I like to talk. Might as well. This is a perfect platform. I just saw the little ad on here. I downloaded the app. And, you know, I, I seen y'all. I'm like, oh, black avatars. Okay, let me talk to them, you know. But I, I'm i comfortable. You know, I feel like people like listening to my voice. I feel like I got a nice voice. Might as well, you know. And when you're passionate about something. Baby, you're loud. When you're passionate about something, you know, the money aspect don't even matter. You know, say, hey, the money is going to come to you. You know what I'm saying? I have yeah. been enjoying this. We have been enjoying you too, Emily. And, and the little baby in the background, she said, hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that, that's what happens when your kid loves you and you love your kid back. Like, that kid is going to be raised to be the cutest, smartest individual in the world. They, they should run for president one day because I, I can just see it. I see it in the future. Let, let's get these next four. Y'all ain't gonna come for me and SpongeBob, all right? I like SpongeBob. SpongeBob, <laughs> that's me and my baby up in here watching that, okay? <laughs> hey, you, you heard what she said. Like, don't be coming for her baby. You, you know the law in, in this room right now is, hey, we, we will fight you and your kids. Well, at least Greg will. But, you know, I don't know about Emily, but you know what I mean. I'm sorry, but NBA Youngboy might be the greatest rapper of all time. Oh. Whoa, whoa, what the fuck? He, he's too many hits, too fast, so young, with all the drama. He has so much controversy in his life, with so much superstardom. He's got, he's too big for no reason. I, he might be the greatest rapper of all time. He, the only thing you said right, Lawrence, was he's too big for no reason. The only controversy young NBA has in his life is how to to make a complete thought or a complete sentence. I just look, man. Um, So, (laughs) um, he said, "I want to know." He said, "The greatest fucking rappers of the 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 greatest rapper of all time." Um. And I heard Drake say he got so many chains when they call him Channing Tatum. Like, yeah. Um, so NBA Youngboy, I just want to know. A, I need to know a song because you know who else people have told me was a good rapper and I ain't heard shit from them that was good in a long time. Like, um, what's the girl name? Azalea Banks. Um, everybody was telling me, oh, my God, Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks has like two good songs. 
this is a thing with Adele. She's very intelligent. She's very smart, but her um, narcissistic personality gets in the way of her being like consistently good. So her mouth, you gets her in trouble with other people because she gets on like these these um, soap boxes like Kanye, and she feels like she mm-hmm. has right. And you guys have to hear her thoughts, and you really don't. But she has about two good songs. But she got some flow on her, but she's very inconsistent with it. I just, I, I, I wish her the best. Um, <laughs> all I know is she, she fucking had chickens in the closet, and anybody who put fuck kills chickens in the closet, cooks chickens in the closet. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, but anyway, back back to this NBA young boy. Uh, what now? Is it is it NBA young boy or is it young boy never broken again? Because apparently he changed his name a lot. Um, so I googled NBA young boy, aka young boy never broke again. Right? Here are the results that came up for NBA young boy. NBA young boy herpes lip. NBA young boy Floyd Mayweather. I don't know what that means. Um. NBA young boy. He's said to Floyd Mayweather's daughter. Wait, what? Yeah, and he got her pregnant. Get the fuck out! And Floyd yeah. hasn't whooped his ass yet. You know what? I, I, I got to look this up. <laughs> I have to look this up as, as we talk live. Hold on. Because Floyd boy, Mayweather can't read the address. Hold on, hold on. I, I got. I'm gonna. I got. I got to fucking look at this shit here. Okay, NBA <laughs> young boy. Hold on, hold on. It says NBA young boy gets mad on Instagram Live after the Yaya Mayweather incident and dis Kodak Black and Floyd Mayweather. Holy shit! He he does realize like Floyd Brothers like boxer right? Like he actually like beats people's asses for a living, right? Okay, here we go. We we're gonna play this. I'm gonna play this clip about the well being kids. I'm scared to see what the fuck he says. Hey, bitch, say this. Say this. What is it about? What the I really want to see? I'm trying to see what it's about. These niggas hold, Mikey. Mikey, these niggas be on my dick so bad. These niggas watch me from a jail cell, man. These niggas watch me from a jail cell and be on my dick so bad, nigga. Niggas, bitches. Niggas be writing academics about me, man. Telling academics to post shit about me. Niggas, hoes. I ain't never paid attention to a nigga. Especially from no motherfucking cell, nigga. The fucking nigga watching me fuck. Then what a nigga say? A nigga say, nigga say I cooperated. Bow, bow, pain, bow, 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 bow. What, you stupid bitch? Huh? Bow, 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 bow. What's going on right now? Huh? But my wife say, I gotta get up. Yep. Wait, did he wa- he yep. walked in the room? You talking, and- about, you talking about this girl right here? My wife? You talking about my wife? Inside inside my house that I paid for? Now her bitch ass daddy nigga? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This nigga said bitch ass daddy. Floyd Mayweather fights people for a living. You talking what? <laughs> what? And now bitch ass daddy? I ain't never accepted not one thing for money in my life. Why? There's no way. There's no way. Hey, uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a wait a fucking minute. Um. So 
he called May, uh, Mayweather a bitch, though? Mm-hmm. Why does he talk like he he didn't pass the fourth grade? This is what I'm saying. Like, how can that be the best rapper alive? Like, yo, what? I need to know an NBA Young Boy song so I can go and just. No, I want to read the lyrics. Oh, no, you don't, Greg. We listening to this Nest voicemail. But you can relate to about if you can relate to over twenty of his songs. How no. can you say he's not a great rapper? Because no. there's many great rappers you, you think about. That you- no. Shit, I fuck with NBA because he's like, I'm never broke again. Like, that's, I mean, he might not be the best rapper out here, but I, I respect his drive. I respect these rappers. Like, my, I like Key Glock, you know. I like him because he came in the game. He said he owned his masters. You know, I like um Chief Keith because they they hustled, they did what they had to do, they made it so that they didn't have to keep going on tour, you know what I'm saying? Like NBA, he he wild, you know what I'm saying? But I, I like him. Here's the thing. I, I I want to like these rappers. My issue is I I don't want to feel like I'm teaching a spe- you know a special education class when I'm listening to them rap. Like I tried to Google an uh, NBA young boy lyric, right? And um, the thing is, they didn't have lyrics. They they literally did not have lyrics. So nobody can translate that shit. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to read off some NBA young boy lyrics because I'm concerned. Um, so the song is called Drug Addiction. So verse number one says, on the road, cool, riding around with the top down. Nowhere to go, decide I'll just ride around. She a drug abuser from a broken heart. Oh, oh. Got a bad addiction. I've been drugging hard all month long. Wait, that's that actually sounds kind of fired. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm, I'm in that rape. I ain't got nothing but some... Oh, he says, I'm in that rape. I ain't got nothing but some residue on me. I'm checking a chase to the morning. I'm in the trenches with smokers. And st- okay, I don't like that. Um, Hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta type in some more. NBA, young boy... Wait, wait a fucking minute. Wait a minute. Okay, all right. Now, here we go, people. I, this is concerning. NBA Youngboy has a song called Dirty Ayana. Called what? Dirty Ayana. No. Now, if this, I swear to God, if this is like Michael Jackson's version of Dirty Diana, but it's called Dirty Ayana, honestly, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck what the lyrics say. He's going to be in my top five rappers right now. No, if not. this if if this is if this song is literally just him doing a cover of Michael Jackson, he, I'm he's gonna already going to be in my top. Five. I, I don't care. Like the fact he named the song "Dirty Ayana." Like, hold on, I, I gotta hear this. I have to hear this shit. <laughs> I have to, I have to hear at least like maybe like forty seconds of it because this shit. Oh my god. He's about to be my favorite rapper of all time. If he does a Michael Jackson cover of Dirty Diana. Oh, let me see. Oh, this thing is crazy. Oh, he, he crazy, crazy. I, I, oh, yeah. He about to be top five. Man, I wish I had like the Don DeMarco like sounds in the background because this shit is fun. The I video, never the like, Don DeMarco. <laughs> oh, this, this video has like girls in all black holding guns and shit like that. I... I, I, I I gotta hear the song. Where's the song at? Let me see. 
I gotta say this now i was wrong anybody who has listened to me and i said that nba young boy or young boy never broke again is a terrible rapper i lied yo any rapper that can take dirty dot what is it what is the song called dirty ayana and make it a michael jackson cover top five i, I don't give a fuck right now he is my top five favorite rapper because he did a michael jackson cover that yo I don't even know what the lyrics were. So that did the weekend, that, but I rather listen to the weekend than that shit. No, I can't listen to the weekend unless he's like heavily drunk, like heavily drunk, heavily high. But NBA Young Boy, yeah, yeah, that shit. Hey, I, I think we misspoke because that dirty Ayana, no. yeah, mm-hmm. you, I didn't misspoke nothing. I'm the logical Chan, man. I see. Chan, Chan, I'm telling you, he said. You never make me lose, so why you bragging on me? Your ways was cruel. I was fooled. I was too blind for you to see. My ID covered the news. Seems only trouble I keep. You was the one I would choose. Choose to be there for me. Can't tell me not to do this because I do what I want. We came up. You're supposed to be giving me the beat in the background. This is fucked. Do you hear these bars? No. No. I'm telling you. No. No. He is a lyricist. NBA no, young boy is a fucking lyricist. The fact, do you hear these lyrics? These are bars. He, he said, "We we came." No, listen, to, listen. It gets better. He says, "We came out from the street, straight from the block selling raw." She says oh. she would never leave. Soon as no. she left, it was hard. Yo, yo, that right there, top five, top five, nope. top five, top five. He said she left me out with my boys, but I say that's okay. Protect my heart with that rod. I'm running far out your reach. I no. mean, as far as the stars, might have to cancel my card. He, he, no, no. NBA no. young boy told her he was like, "Hey, bitch, might have to cancel my cards because he don't want no scrubs. Scrub is a girl that can't get no love. Like what? <laughs> oh my god. The, the, the lyrics continue. He says, "Dirty Ayana, oh, dirty Diana, oh, dirty Diana, no, dirty Ayana." Then he says, forever we get it. I'm sick of these bitches. <laughs> yo, 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 he, he, he has bars. Oh my God. He has he says, forever we get it. I'm sick of these bitches. They pulling my hair out. We be chasing them riches. However you want it, aim straight for the head. I know uh and know that I love her. She want me to cuff her. She thinks she hurt me. I will never let her. I'm sending condolences instead of a letter. Still trapping like Griselda. Yo. Those are fucking bars. Yo, that's top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my favorite rapper right now. Just off that, there's nothing you can tell me. I'm going to, tomorrow, I'm listening to all NBA Young Boy. That shit was flames. Oh, my God. Yo, who's the dude that said uh, NBA Young Boy, like, is the best rapper alive right now? That nigga might be right. (laughs) Because it ain't Lil Wayne. Jay-Z done retired. Uh, Nas ain't, he can never pick a good, like, album to, like, produce music on. NBA... Yo, we got to play these voicemails because, yo, NBA Youngboy, if he's trash, he, he's recycled because he's good trash. Like, that is good. 
<laughs> yeah, and allegedly he has about seven babies. Um, now, don't oh, quote yeah. me, and this is allegedly. Um, uh, and yes, him and his, I don't know what number baby mama she is, but the one that's more of an influencer now, she's getting a little more popular, Jania, Jania. Um, she came out openly uh, sometime in the middle of COVID uh, saying how she had herpes as well. And it was given to her from him. Um, so I guess they oh, have wow. a little, you know, orgy of just sharing STDs. That shit is crazy yeah. that this generation yeah. now is just so cr- just OK with sharing their STDs and being so open about it and just still having raw sex and popping out babies like it's nothing. Now, wait, wait a minute. I, I got to ask this because we're talking about the top five best rapper alive right now, right? So, NBA young boy apparently he has herpes from what our last caller just said. So shout out to her. Um, so he gave the girl herpes. That did he get Floyd Mayweather's daughter herpes? Because if he did, that those are fighting words. Like they literally got to square up. Because I, I hope NBA young boy wins because that fucking dirty Ayala song was fire, my nigga. Like oh my goodness, wow. Top five. Let's get this next voicemail. Oh, I think she realized. Oh, fun girl didn't realize she was still recording. <laughs> Are we in the oh, yeah, she, yeah, she she definitely knows she was recording. Uh, we all want to like the young generation of rappers. The issue is is that they are giving out a terrible message. They're sending out a terrible narrative of how that generation of of children, because they are children with money, because they don't have any type, they don't really talk about anything of depth in their music. And I see why a lot of the younger people on here listening would agree and say they like this genre and generation of, of rappers because they don't talk about anything. Because all y'all think about right now is superficial, surfacey shit. That's it. Yep. There's nothing of depth coming from any of these lyricists besides the conscious rappers who are already 40 levels above who we're currently talking about right now. The NBA young boys, the key glocks, this, the, that those are D list rappers. Let's be clear. They're not the Kendricks. They're not the J. Coles. Those are conscious people that talk about worldly topics and things that are going on that eventually. Oh, she had another one. You guys, it's been fun, but this mama is going to go to bed. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me wrap y'all up. I hope that I can talk to y'all again. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Toodles. I got papers showing that I don't have any STDs, so run and tell that. Okay. <laughs> what? Guess you'd be hop, hop, hopping in that pussy, don't you, sir? Stop it! Wow. Somebody gave Floyd daughter herpes. Oh my god! Very. Oh, oh Floyd is getting kicked the shit out of that dude. No, exactly, not. bro. Like, here's the thing. Not, how do you hold it? Floyd Mayweather. How do you? Where, how do you girlfriend's next. Yo. What what do you know about like if NBA young boy he gives uh Floyd's daughter herpes like do you fight him or do you fight her like as a dad do you just say you know what like you know what I'll just cut you off anybody like, is a felony yo but it, oh yeah that is true that is true 
But NBA <laughs> Youngboy called him a bitch, though. Like, that next voicemail. Um, I mean, if he has herpes, he's he's come out and said, yes, I have herpes. His mom um, talked about it openly. It's You can go pull up those videos, go through uh, Instagram, uh, go through uh, YouTube and pull them up. His mom came out and spoke on him having herpes. I mean, they all have herpes. I don't know what level of herpes. It could be, you know, mouth sores. I mean, but whatever level it's on, it's still herpes. It's still genital warts and you can still pass it to someone else. But I'm pretty sure it's genital warts, like like the real what we thinking about type herpes. And yes, I think that uh, the other girls have it as well. They're having babies by him. How can they not catch it? Yeah. Like, but here's the thing: the music is just so fire. <laughs> like, yo, I, I, I don't want to like act like I'm a real like NBA young boy fan, but the fact that he okay. Not only did he give these girls herpes, if he did, cool. But the issue is, like, at what point does it stop? Because you said he has seven baby moms. How many kids? Do, I got to Google that. How many kids does NBA Youngboy have? I'm going to play this next one. You want depth? Here's some depth. I feel like I want to be dead right now. I can't with people. To- well, that, that's, well, I mean, he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't wrong. He said depth, right? So, I mean, depth backwards would be six feet, right? Um, anyway, next voicemail. You know, these days, every time I hear rep, I automatically think that somebody has obviously has Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Tourette's Roy, syndrome I music. Blame you. Shout out to Roy. Oh my God. So I, I just Google as of September 29th, it says that NBA Youngboy does have seven children. Um, that's weird. So it says he at least has four sons and at least two daughters. Now, I don't know what they mean by at least. Like, are they still doing a DNA test? Are they just not quite sure? Is it like two and a possible? What is the stroke um, is to be determined. <laughs> How do you have to be determined children, though? Like, hey, by the way, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Oh, let's get the hey, fuck what everybody else talking about. Who did y'all vote for? I don't want to know everything else time about singing and rapping and all like who did y'all vote for if you voted for trump you a bitch you know i spit on you if you voted for my nigga Joe Biden, you a real nigga man hey do you have the wi-fi password common words everyone has said in an airport coffee shop or any public place with free internet don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to nordvpn NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 